Oh, I hate the hiccups. They're the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. They come out of nowhere and they just. Embarrassment. So if I'm in the middle of the sentence, I'm just. I just. <laughs> and then I just sit there in pain for like five seconds before <laughs> continuing my sentence because I have the hiccups. Check one, two. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is gonna happen. This is gonna stay the entire episode of this. Oh, fuck the hiccups, man. Let's see if, let's see if I just chugging this entire thing helps. Alright, so we're, our time limit is when Yeah, while I'm doing, doing wait, while I'm doing this, <laughs> Akash. What's up? Do a, do a quick intro or something. What's up, guys? Welcome to Where's the Time Gone, episode 15. We have our first guest since relaunching. Welcome, Jaden. Hello. So <laughs> while, Ju- while Julian just <laughs> chugs water. Have I finished it? Maybe I should finish it, but then I won't have any left. No, we need you to <laughs> no, not no, no. just go I'm, to the bathroom right now. I'm rationing wine. 300 liters left. <laughs> Milliliters, not liters. 300 liters would be a lot of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Julian just continues to chug. <laughs> yep. I think, I think We're going to have to make a cut right here. I think the hiccups are good. Nah, fuck it. Fuck Glad it all. Alright, Jaden. How you doing? I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm alright. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, you know, life has been crazy recently. But we, we go with what we go with. Life. Yeah, quarantine has been crazy for everybody. The country just gets crazier as the days go on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's, but it's still nice that we get to hop on these Zoom call and like have conversations with friends. Mm. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I've I've really been cherishing every kind of like Zoom call that I get um, with just everybody that I have. I actually have like because I have goals that like every week I, I always change my goals out and I put it on my whiteboard. And like right now, uh, for for Sig App, it's to meet two brothers and have a Zoom call with them every week. So yeah. it's like I make it a big thing to just always have connections with people because you're not really seeing anybody. So it's just like you gotta find yeah. a way to get some sort of kind of socialization. That is that is true. I've been on that like getting socialization thing. I've been calling friends like every day. That's been my thing. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast last week, but like I traded in my PlayStation like last Sunday or something like that. So now it's been like two weeks. But I realized I was just craving for that social connection. I was using the PlayStation as a way to do that. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Let me get rid of this PlayStation because it's not actually adding benefit to my life. And then to get that social connection, I'll just start. I can just call my actual friends. Uh, and then since then, I've been calling people every day, having at least like 30 minute conversations with people. A lot of times it'll turn into two hours or three hours. And it's just, it's nice because now this is a small benefit of not seeing your friends as often is when you do see them, you have some legitimate stuff to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. You're not just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, the clouds yesterday were extra fluffy. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, and I saw this puppy that was really cute again. And, uh, yeah, I wore a blue shirt today instead of a red shirt like I did yesterday. So. Like, there's more, there's more changes that's happening because we're just not seeing each other as often. So mm -hmm. it's, like, really yeah. cool to, like, actually connect with people a little bit more deep. Yeah. Because you have just more time in between. Yeah. You get to talk mm -hmm. about what they've been working on during quarantine. Exactly. What projects they're, like, looking on growing now. What, what's... What's been on their mind? What they're yeah, what's been on their mind and like bothering yeah. them? I was trying to yeah. find a good way to say that. I was like, I, I was about to say like <laughs> angsting them, and I was like, that's not a word. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a big one. How about you, Jaden? What you what you been working on? What are your aside from talking to people every week? What other goals have you been putting up on that whiteboard of yours? Um. Well, there's like multifaceted. I know more towards the summer or more in the summer. Um, was very much like peer leader oriented. Um, being a team lead this year was insane, given the fact that we had to handle it like an online orientation, uh, which was crazy and unprecedented. Yeah, for um, those of for those of the people that don't know what a team lead is, explain oh, that real quick. Yeah, so for like the peer leader program, uh, you just have your like regular peer leader, um, where we get usually like twenty, uh, to, like twenty five students. Um, like new students coming in and then you kind of help them out throughout the uh, first semester team lead will then get about 15 of those peer leaders um, under them to kind of make sure that they're following through with everything um, and as a team lead you talk a little bit more with administration and actually like get to kind of put your input on what kind of orientation events you're actually going to be able to do and making sure that they actually run well so it was uh been a bit crazy especially like the last minute stuff was changing where stevens was like all online offline like going this kind of crazy stuff was insane yeah i've talked to a few people about you know how they were handling it and they were all it was definitely mixed reviews and none mm -hmm. of them were super positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had like one student coming into the call and like a lot of them just yeah. not having the cameras on. Because the other like thing that. is like without the physical sense of like having a room to go to and seeing people physically and like actually feeling like you don't have connections and uh, having this almost peer pressure to go connect with people. Without yeah, that... I going into a zoom call to just learn about some stuff and get like orientation stuff from Stevens doesn't seem that important. Yeah. I think, I think the hardest thing that like goes through communicating through zoom is energy because you just don't have, cause like I know last year, very big thing for me was kind of like permeating the energy that I had, like going yeah. into a room, showing off all that energy and the people that won't really, you know, doesn't want to be there sometimes you can get them to kind of get into yeah. it we'll talk about it consistently where it's like you need to come with double the energy yeah not triple the energy you want them to have and in the zoom it's like it's i would just, assume it's got to be at least like four or five yeah times. oh but like that's the thing is is you can come in with four or five times the amount of energy but it's so easy for them to just turn off their camera just kind of look at something else and then you're not doing anything like you can't actually gain any traction so it it's very much just 
kind of like a roll the dice almost with how with who you get because i was like really really blessed this year having like 10 people that are super active and because you know their peers are active then the kind of fringe people start to then gain a little bit more traction but you know like i I, there's a lot of people on the team this year just not really getting anything going because they don't have the kind of other people yeah to kind of you know rile people up Mm -hmm. yeah it's just not the same it it takes a lot more thinking like it it was it was also very short notice so it wasn't like yeah. oh we're doing this i i'm assuming it wasn't like we're doing this on zoom and then you really thought through every single thing it's like all right so uh how does translating energy different through zoom and like have time to research that and like practice that yeah because like we 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 just had like training the same as we would usually have it but unfortunately like that doesn't kind of correlate with what yeah. is the environment that yep. we were put into. Mm-hmm. You're being taught how to ride a bike when you're being given a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More Still got wheels. <laughs> the but that's like it. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that's been a lot. I was listening to some kind of thing today, and they were like, you know, the, the goals of everything haven't changed. It's just the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the rules that are just completely different. Like, uh, oh, I know what it was. It was an interview with Trevor Noah and John Cena. He was on, like, I guess last night because it was the the Daily Show and they do it at night. Um, and he was talking about how because he couldn't do book signings, he was having people, he was having Zoom calls, but getting the email and information and a little like tidbit about each person that was on the zoom call and he would record videos of them for them not of them that would be weird Mm -hmm. Uh, he would record videos for them and send them like personalized videos for each person because you know they can't do meet and greet so they can't he can't shake people's hands and talk have a little conversation with them so he would record videos for each individual person and that's one of those things where it's like the game is completely different and you really actually need to get creative and take your stuff out of the box that you think you're in because we're not in the box anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, even, even the fact that at least for our instance, you're now getting students that some are on campus and then some are off campus in yeah. their own homes. So you now have to handle and again, be outside of the box with, yeah. These people can have like, you know, be in the lawns and, and have friends, but then there's people at home that might not have that. So how do we yeah. engage them? How do we interact with them? So it's like, you know, I, I had like a team lead meeting yesterday and we're thinking about ways to kind of have all the people that are still living at home kind of having Zoom meetings and yeah. uh, playing games with each other and having that kind of simple connection of, hey, we're in the same kind of like, bad experience let's all kind of bond together and i think like yeah boiling down it's again redefining those rules and figuring out what game can we play with what we have set for us yeah and also it's like you need to look at the trickle down effects too because all right the obvious ones they can't people can't get into classes and have that experience duh but as you go down then you go 
one some of the biggest resources for underclassmen is upperclassmen. Now everything's digital. How they how do they even meet those upperclassmen? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like they get in touch with you, but you need to be a lot more active. Because the other thing for me, when I was a PL, it was very much. I would see people on Canvas, and then I would check in with them there, mm-hmm. right? Um, or they would see me on Canvas and be like, "Oh, we, I totally didn't tell you about this thing. I had this question, blah 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 blah," that they were just holding in their back pocket until they saw someone, and it just happened to take it out when they saw me or something, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it'd be like even more spontaneous, where like you're going to eat food somewhere and you just see one of your kids there, exactly. Grab a meal with them, just chat with them, and catch you up. Just see and one of the have anything the... stressed about? Just talk about it. Yeah, and you just hit them up, and it's like you can go eat in a common place, and it's not completely taking them out of their usual routine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And now it's definitely different. It's a lot more yeah. intentional now with like whatever you do, yeah, and how you reach out to them and how you go about that. Like yeah. that's that has to be the main point, just making that connection rather than just hoping that you see them, yeah. or sometimes that just happens by complete chance. Like, that chance is almost gone completely. Jaden, what do you feel like some other trickle-down things? Because you're the only one actually in school still. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, I think a big one is motivation. That's, like, a very internalized thing that I've been, at least me, has been really, really affected with. But I can see a lot of people, both upperclassmen and underclassmen, really, really affected by it. Um, Just that fact that it's, it's super easy to just kind of get in a routine of going to zoom and like getting another link and, you know, getting in a routine like that. And then just not having the kind of not wherewithal, but just like wanting to do stuff, something afterwards or like doing a side project because it's like, you're so kind of in the same groove of, I don't really feel like doing something like that or, you know, going above and beyond like in class in classes or with a group yeah. that or a club you're in mm-hmm. it's just you're in the same pit yeah the one thing i definitely noticed even in the two months that i was in school virtually is like i immediately started focusing more on everything but school yeah <laughs> like i mean like i was like working out during class and i would just put my class on in the background while i cooked breakfast or worked on another personal project mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, it's yeah it's super easy to just like have it just disconnect and it's mm-hmm. like that is something that if you're in classes it's just you don't do like yeah you can look at your phone real quick but like you're in class you're listening to the professor either actively or passively because like yeah. you know you can just not want to be there mm-hmm. but at least you're kind of in the zone yeah. Now it's just like, no, you can have a complete disconnect. You can put your headphones off. You can walk away. Mm-hmm. And you're essentially still in class. So what 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 are some of the things that you do to keep yourself centered on that kind of stuff? So you classes while you have all of these other... Because you do stuff outside of class. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. <laughs> the PL stuff. You literally run a company. You're a founder of an organization on top of the whole school thing. Yeah, um, I have on on the floor right now, but uh, a planner is super, super, super important um, just to like write things down. And even if it's so small, but also like breaking bigger chunks up into smaller pieces, um, because 
you know, going back into like motivation, just checking things off is sends like, you know, happy chemicals into your brain. Um, Doing the little things. I'm actually really interested in this because I'm interested in like what people's planners look like and what are the little details that they look at. Because for me, me, I'm like obsessed with having this like weekly layout. Like having, like I, I oh god, I'm For obsessed with having this. video listeners. <laughs> oh, you do the vert, you do the vertical. I'm obsessed with having yeah. this like horizontal and then the vertical. Oh, I can. And then color coding. Color coding is like uh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, all of my classes are color coded. Um, everything is right there. <laughs> yeah, everything is completely color coded. Um, and again, like I just break things up into smaller things. My planner is also goal oriented. So every week I set up my new goals. Every month I have my own goals. Um, and just like I track them off as well. So like uh, like we, we were talking about with trying to keep motivated and how I do it. Um, every single day before I go to bed, I spend 30 minutes just decompressing and yeah. I call like indexing and just being like, what happened today? Was it good? Was it bad? How can I go? Like, what do I have to do tomorrow? How can I take what I did good and move it into tomorrow? What did I do bad today that I can fix for tomorrow? Do you index um, on paper? Like, do you sit at like your desk with a notebook and like index that way? Not really. It's it's very much just like internal. Um, mm-hmm. And it does take a lot of effort. It does like take a lot of knowing how you kind of operate as a person yeah. and like being introspective about it and being kind of real about yourself and saying, look, you know, I could be doing better here. And I feel like, you know, sometimes you can get into a position where you're just kind of like self-deprecating yourself or self-deprecating and just going lower and lower. But there's a kind of a threshold where you need to meet where it's just like, this is constructive criticism, like for yourself. um, And how do I attack something going forward? I think it's like recognizing the 1% you can improve on. Yeah. Um, There was something literally in one of the books I was just read, it was talking about how if you make a 1% improvement every single day at the end of the year, I'm not a math major, so I might, get the <laughs> but at the end of the year, you've improved 47%. It's either 47 yeah. or 37. I know it's something seven. Have, either way, have I ever, 1% every oh. day getting like having that much of a change at the end of the year from just doing little 1% changes every day is how all of the big things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I ever told both of you my vector philosophy? I don't think so. Don't think so. I don't oh, I can't man. recall it. So let's hear this. Let's let's bring the value, baby. <laughs> uh so this is just like an outlook on life. And I like I told like Pujan, so my my big and sig app, um I tell a lot of people this. Um so if you think of, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back to Steven's MA-123 series of vectors. Um, so a vector, that's if you don't cal- know. That's one of the calculus things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. Bro, it's been years <laughs> since I did that. Six years. Something like that. Ooh, not, not good. So, um, <laughs> so if, you, if you break down like a 2D vector, you have an X yeah. and you have a Y value. Yeah. So way you look at it is you have your Y value, which is your day-to-day. So it is, did I have a good day? Did I have a bad day? Did something go well? Did 
I win the lottery. Did someone in my family die? Um, and your X value is going negatively or positively towards a goal. Um, and it can be as big as, you know, curing cancer, or it can be as small as, you know, submitting a group assignment on time. Um, and I feel like a lot of people fall into always tracking and, and kind of having the weight of that Y axis always affect them and having, Hey, today was a really bad day. I just go into next day. I feel horrible again, but we have to really do is look at not the Y, but the X and make sure that, Hey, I had a really bad day, but you know what? I put in a little bit work towards this goal and maybe, yeah, maybe I did have a, a fantastic day, but if you're not, going towards your goals, then was it really a good day? So like, no matter the why, as long as you keep on pushing positively X and towards your goals, that's what like my philosophy in life is, is as long as no matter like what you're feeling, how you're kind of going about life, as long as you're kind of striving towards those goals, you're benefiting yourself. You're, you're going at it a right way. Yeah. And that I hear a lot of, that gratitude that so many people talk about, yeah. Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, everybody, yeah. that's a consistent through every person that I've seen that is immensely successful. It's this idea of having gratitude, even for the smallest things and the smallest wins so that even like one of the things that we started doing in the project that me and Akash were working on, we're reading a book, right? Uh, and we... Sometimes it's hard to be like, all right, we need to read this book mm-hmm, and we yeah. just need to make sure that we're reading every day. <laughs> mm. Right. And literally it got to the point it we broke it down and I went, look, we need, we just need to get forward every day. Mm-hmm. And one page is better than no pages. Mm-hmm. And if every day we read at least a page, then we get seven pages done in a week. Right. So since then we've literally said, we need to just read a page a day open the book read a page and that's a win for the day that's a win and then we we've tracked it maybe for the first week was the only week that we only read seven pages yeah after that's been like seven or more at least yeah and And this idea of being gratitude being grateful for the small wins being grateful for the little things that um you know push you forward but also make up the rest of because it's really easy to conflate you were talking about the really big things that happen right it's really really easy to inflate and deflate the the really big things make the really good things seem really super good and shadow all of the negative things that happen in the day and have something that's really bad overshadow all of the good things that happen in the day even though it's only one thing so yeah that's that's super important uh, one more thing that I wanted to hit on talking about how you like stack goals. You have the weekly ones and you have the daily ones. You put, you said you put your weekly ones on the whiteboard. Yeah. And then you put the, you'll put the daily ones on your planner. So I've, I've been per- very bad with like the weekly ones in the planner. Yeah. So I've been pushing it to the whiteboard because it's on my, on my door. So I have to, whenever I like move out of the room go out for lunch, go for breakfast. Yeah. I have to look at it. So um, how do you track the monthly ones? So the monthly is in the planner, which is okay. very much overarching and they're not as like 
granular. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like keep it in the back of your mind and be like, Hey, I'm progressing towards this. Um, yeah. It's more so just like making sure that all my assignments have been put in through canvas, making sure that I'm like up to date and like keeping track of having a healthy, you know, sleep schedule, healthy eating yeah. schedule, yeah. kind of overarching things rather than the granular of like, you know, going to meet two brothers a week or going to play soccer, you know, two days, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you get, do you, do you plan on any more of a macro level? Like, do you have any like year goals? Or or like five year plan even? You, yeah. Ooh, no. Uh, I struggle so much with like the macro. I struggle very much with going beyond like a month really even. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I've just always been that way where I've, I've very much been like in my own little sphere of a month. And I feel like I've always had stuff in my life. That's always just like changed and progressed and, you know, kind of been thrown out. And they've always been in like these like month to month and a half chunks of time where I've just ended up being like, just go for a month now. Let's see how it goes because eventually something will just completely change. Um, and it's like, as much as I I would love to have like this overarching year plan sort of stuff, there's not like a whole lot. I know the only real thing that I have that I only kind of progressed this summer was I decided that I'm going to be going out and trying to get a a PhD. Um, and that's a long-term one. Yeah. And like, that's the only long-term thing that I like have. Um, and it's just, Hey, look, I, after my bachelor's, I'm going to try to apply for a doctorate program because mm-hmm. I finally f- figured out that's the direction I want to go with my life. Right. That's um, awesome. Akash, what's your doctor? I'm actually really, really, super, <laughs> I'm super interested in this topic because yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about a little bit more too. Akash, what's your like philosophy on thinking long-term, like how far, do you look into the future? How do you track that? Is is it even a thing that you like? Do you not think about it like Jaden doesn't? Maybe not to the, to the same extent. Like I'll still think about maybe one year out or maybe even two years out, right? Like right now, like the max I'll probably think about is end of college. Like that's yeah. a good chunk for me because I'm on co-op, so I still have you know three more <laughs> three more years left. Just yeah. weird, just weird to say still. Um, so for me, that's my macro. I'm not worrying about beyond that because. I think about the past three years yeah. and I think about how much has changed in the past three years. So I feel like there's not the, it wouldn't be that worth it to spend the mental energy worrying about three years in the future. If I know that so many, so much can change between then and now I rather just yeah. focus on more macro uh, micro timescales of one week out, one month out, me the most, maybe one year out and yeah. finer details. But then beyond that, just, almost play it by a year up until you get to that point in time then you could start planning forward from that but it's not like yeah. oh like i have a detailed five-year plan right now yeah what I about you me i've been going this is one of those things that i've been oh shit I just hit the shit out of my desk <laughs> uh, this is one of those things that i've been re-evaluating a lot lately because i have one i have very huge tendency to romanticize like 10 years into the future especially with the things like i'm working on now yeah like i i will jump to that so fast like i i 
love creating this vision of how big something can be or where I could be like five, ten years from now, right? Um, the other side of that, though, is I've realized quite a few times that I've done that and not... It wasn't set in how I was actually living, like actually ha how I was looking to live my day to day. Right. So it was like, I would be super interested in what was going on, like in a project that I was working on, super interested in being in an organization or really hyped about my involvement in something and make this overweight how important it was going to be in my future and then come back to now it's just that wasn't something that i actually wanted to spend 10 hours of my day on 20 hours of my day on like that was a really big one and it's been coming to terms with that and looking at you know maybe i need to start from the short term and build up from there rather like start with a year and then build down from a year build down from a three month and then build up from there look at how i want to spend my day to day take uh one of the best things i did was at the beginning of the year i was doing this thing where i would write the five things five things at the end of the day that made me happy kind of on that gratitude thing that we were talking about earlier that gratitude wave and i would write five things that made me happy throughout the day or accomplishments that i had and i started taking uh What's it called? Uh, when you take a... How many numbers of a thing are in this metric? thing? A what? A metric? No, no, no. Uh, when like you have like 10 rolls of paper towels in the store. Inventory. Oh, there I we was go. like, where is he going? <laughs> paper towels? I don't know. I was like, per capita? Like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that took me a second. <laughs> So inventory, I w would take inventory of what was making me happy on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay. What, uh, what was making me happy on a day-to-day -day basis, what I enjoyed doing. And I started realizing that there were some things that I was doing that just weren't making me happy. Like the same kinds of things would end up on my page on a day-to-day -day basis. Like talking to friends, hanging out. If I did something with friends during the day, that would almost always make the list. If I did something with music, that would almost always make the list. Uh, and there were a lot of things that weren't making the list that were, for me, were kind of weird. Like fraternity events weren't making the list. Like fraternity and like Greek life stuff wasn't making the list, even though I was working in the office and president of the CGC and uh, on the executive board of my own organization. I That wasn't making the list on a day-to-day -day basis for me. Like, it just wasn't one of those things that made me happy. If we had, like, a big goal that I had been working towards, it would make the list. But a lot of that just wasn't cutting it. It wasn't one of those top five things. Like, it would make me happy, but it wasn't one of those top five at the end of the day. Um, and I started looking at consistently what were those top five and, like, taking the things that weren't part of it and spending less time there and spending more time on the things that I loved, on music, on spending time with friends, on you know, building myself out, working out, like working out and, uh, you know, being healthy, eating better, stuff like that was once I started doing more of that, I found myself, it just, just this ramp of being satisfied with myself.
I've been feeling that too with the eating healthy and trying to be more fit and making that a higher priority in my list too. Yeah. Like yesterday, um, I uh, so I did what you kind of did last week on Monday. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. <laughs> um, I woke up at like six thirty. I don't even know what happened between six thirty and the time my mom came in and was like, "Wake up!" And I was like, "What? <laughs> like what time is it?" And she's like, seven thirty. I'm like, "No, I can't work out anymore because I have work at nine. Like I need yeah. to." There's like other things I want to get done in the morning too. And that feeling that I couldn't do that one thing in the morning that I started to do every single day. It was just like, damn, like that one thing on my list can't, is not just, just not going to be able to be, get done today. And like, it almost bothered me a lot. And it made me realize that, okay, I have to get these, t- these like four or five things on that list done just so yeah. that when I go to sleep that day, I'm going to sleep like satisfied with that day and yeah everything there I was a long time like i don't know if this has happened to y'all at all there was a there was a period of time where i was writing things on the daily list and not getting them done mm-hmm. and if i did that for more than a couple of days in a week the week would feel like a loss and i like i started building this weight on from trying to do too much and not actually meeting that expectation yeah that's like definitely a thing that i have because like i do sometimes way too much um and i have like a lot of burdens on my shoulders where i got into a big rhythm especially through the summer where i would set these kind of weekly goals and realistically they just were not fitting in my whole life and like yeah maybe i could have done them but like they weren't gonna work and i need to start off lower i needed to make my expectations lower and it really weighed on me and it just like kind of self perpetuated and went in a circle of, you know, I felt bad because I, I couldn't do the, my goals. I couldn't meet them. So I'd set goals and then I would end up not meeting them and I would just get frustrated. And 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 that's just like, like you're falling behind. So you set more ambitious goals. Like I need to catch up. I need to read a hundred pages today because I didn't read my 20 pages for the last two days. Exactly. It's like, that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's definitely crazy because I know for, for, for Truthable, uh, for my company, a big thing this summer was was developing an entire new service aside from the app. And it was really hard to just make sure that you, you have these kind of goals for making something insanely new that I've never done before, while also trying to build back up into 1.1 of something that I've been working on for a lot longer. And it's the kind of like dual development periods that was just very difficult because you have these goals over here and then you're targeting over there and you're not meeting any of them and it's just kind of self-perpetuating just what am i doing i need to be better and you i don't know why i can't be better yeah man and it's just this this kind of like self-shame that just like builds up the more that you try to set higher expectations for yourself and you just need to, for me, I just need to turn it down. I was like, you know, I'm going to send a week and I'm not going to, I'm not going to use my planner. I'm not going to write down goals. Like it's just going to be a week. I'm going to do what I feel like. I'm going to do as much work as I enjoy and that, you know, I feel like is moving me forward. And at the end of the week, I'll see what I got done at the, for each day. I'll see what, you know, how I spent my time, what, the allocation of my time was like when I felt good. Like I have a week that just felt good. And what did that look like on paper? And then try and mimic that as I go forward. Like 
now because of that i started looking at how many spaces each item was taking up on the daily list right how many things i could put on that daily list um you know writing bigger using more lines bullet bullet lists dumbing it down to three main things that are the only things that i write on my entire planner yeah like that that weekly indexing that you're you were doing is like what I do every single day because like I need from everything that I'm kind of processing in my brain every day is like, I need that because yeah. I have to adjust. I have to constantly readjust what I'm doing, where am I going? You know, just recently we, I like just had to deal with an audit from Stevens with some weird stuff with iSTEM program and then yeah. truthful was involved. And then now I'm having to deal with, I'm trying to see if we can maybe get like a um, incubator uh, attached to like what the launchpad program is. So I'm heading that whole idea. Yeah. And it's just like all these kind of crazy things that you really just need to decompress to not have that weight on your shoulders and just be like, how do we manage? How do we go yeah. forward um, and kind of go at it, you know, just approach it in the right way rather than, it always just put, you know, getting on your shoulders and yeah. crushing you down even more. And on that point for me, I feel like it's really important to, when you take that daily inventory and you go, Hey, I didn't finish everything today. Look at why you didn't finish it and be like, all right, this is a lesson that I'm learning now on how I can accurately plan future days. Yeah. And I have like another thing where it's like, I believe failure is necessary to a mm -hmm. point. Yeah, um, it is. I That's just too. a fact. That's just yeah, <laughs> like That's a fact. If you don't agree, don't read a book. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, <laughs> I, like I, I definitely just grown. And if I think there's like, if I go back to like Legend of Korra, season one episode, like the last uh, the episode of season one, oh, Aang God. comes out. The low, your lowest point is like your greatest amount of change. And like yeah. that just shows yeah, I got it all. Goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> I love and that. like that's it all is is you're you're just like if you if you fail at something that is your one time where you can sit back and just be like, what happened, and systematically approach yourself so that it will never happen again, and also you can learn to be better in the future yeah. as well. The other, I really like to look at failure like. A failure is only a failure if you stop at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 100%. You put that in Everything place. depends on where you stop. Yeah. How great like, something is, how wonderful the journey is. Mm -hmm. And like we uh, analyzing like how other startups have have progressed. Um I've I've taken in like you know, we have like a metric of determining how good ideas are. And then we have a metric of determining how good the execution was. And the ideas will only get you so far. But you put in like that much more execution, even if it's to a worse idea, you're going to get that yeah. much more value in whatever you're doing in. And like that speaks yeah. volumes, because it's like, if you don't put in that effort, if you don't if you aren't stagnant, if you're not just like sitting there being, I don't want to do it. I'm just, just, you know, you're, you're yeah. going to hurt yourself rather than just, just do it. Just put in the effort, be passionate about something. If you actually yeah. are, because that effort will, 
will always be more than whatever kind of ideas are behind that. Yeah. And on that, I want to like, if you're listening to this, look at what makes you happy Mm -hmm. and do that. Like, it's, it's that simple. Like literally two years ago, I walked into Steven's wanting to do hardware. Uh, I was a computer engineer for, for hardware. Um, I took one class for programming and it's completely changed my life. I found what I love to do. And, and now I'm just grateful because I'm in a position that I go in to work every day doing what I'm passionate about, um, trying to change the world and how we perceive it. And that just, no matter what kind of money, if truth will become is worth $10 million or a hundred dollars, that is my value is like, I go in every day trying to change the world, being happy about what I what stuff I create. Yeah. Right. So I want to move on a little bit because this podcast is obviously called Where's the Time Gone? I have a little bit of an obsession on how people spend their time. What I'm gonna start here. What does the first hour of your day look like? And when does it start? Mm-hmm. I've been pretty bad this this whole kind of semester. Um, I've been trying to wake up a lot earlier, but I do wake up around like eight o'clock. Um, and really, it's just a time to just decompress. To eight a.m. Right. Eight a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure. Eight a.m. EST. <laughs> um, so you know, it's just a time for really decompressing. I go downstairs got to find something to eat um, and then coming back up and then again, straight to the planner, seeing what kind of stuff I need to be doing. And then usually uh, every, every single day I have a breakdown almost hourly of what I'm actually going to be doing. Uh, so then it's just off to the races of going ex- into what I need to do. at that point. Yeah. It, again, it's just going into execution mode. So do you cook? Um, I don't cook now, but I used to, always cook when I was at my apartment, when I was in Hoboken, yeah. I'm now at my, like my parents' house. So I have a little bit more privilege and, and being able to, um, to get fed. <laughs> yeah. That's me with so, dinner. So I understand. <laughs> on that first hour. So you wake up, you go downstairs. Are you like done in 10 minutes? And then you're back up planning for like 30 minutes. It really depends. Cause like usually, um, a lot of it is like sometimes just decompressing with like a YouTube video and then that can like trail on because whatever I may be watching like I've been in Doug DeMuro for a while lately now and just like random stuff. But what is that? Oh, it's he does like car reviews. I don't know why. Oh, why I'm like so ah, asphyxiated towards that. Oh, I love, I love car but Great. um, no, like sometimes it, it, it all changes. I'm very dynamic with the hours that I, I do. And that's like, again, a little bit more in order so that I'm not falling into the same trap of doing stuff every single day. Um, in the same way, like I have my, like for instance, um, like today I lifted in the morning. Um, tomorrow I'm not lifting in the morning. I'll lift tonight or lift in the night time. And it's just like different kind of ways in order to kind of build your, you know, your, your whole body up. So you're always kind of, not on alert per se, but just yeah. you're always kind of doing something different. And like that, I think that for the mind is a lot better because you're not just like ch- clock in clock out. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been the opposite. 
I'm I'm in like in the middle of you two. For me, it's very much like wake up to the same first three hours every time. Although YouTube is also a big part of me. My I've been doing a lot of like podcasts and comedy videos. That's been my rabbit hole that I've been going down lately. Uh, laughs are always good. And I will literally every every morning for me is the same exact thing pretty much. Wake up brush my teeth, go downstairs, go outside, get my bike. Uh, before I like go outside, I grab my like wireless headphones, put on the audio book that I'm listening to at the time, take my bike, take take it for a three-mile ride, get back, take a quick 10-minute shower, get downstairs, uh, meditate, and then cook breakfast. Yeah, and I can't like, do that. I can't be that. It's that okay. way. That's self-awareness, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I was actually talking with Sophie about this yesterday. It's like, for me, I feel like, because I'm in music and creative stuff, and my everything else is so... Yeah. Ran- like, there's so much randomness and different things in mm-hmm. everything else in what I'm trying to do that having the security in everything in the little things like like my morning routine when i'm eating or when i'm working is the the part that keeps me sane almost wait that's that's interesting because i have a little question then if you have everything structured then so is the time that you're like really creative only when you're like actually focused on a task or is there like a differentiation between like an active creativity or a passive creativity Because this is kind of a precursor to your question is my literally there's maybe only about four hours of my day that are legitimately structured. Okay. So it's that first actually five because it's the first like three two to three hours are always pretty much the same thing. I broke the rule a couple times because my sister had to run a couple errands this week in the morning because she's moving into school this week. So the it if it changes, it changes, but it's pretty much the same thing, and it just changes a little bit to fit what I'm doing. Uh, for example, I did everything through eating, then we left, and then I came back, and then I did my daily like startup, right? Like watching the video, doing the list, and all of that. Um, so usually, it's the first three hours is the first three hours. Then at five o'clock, I eat, like I, I cook dinner, and then between, like. Lately, it's been like 7, 8. So between 10 a.m. and 5 is just about different every day. Like, mm. it's just whatever happens. It's just like a hand toss. Yeah. So having those four, for me, having that five hours that's very, like, set allows me to be okay with having the rest of the time that's completely whatever. Like, yesterday I spent pretty much the entire day filing paperwork. Today I worked on music, listened to a couple of things, and did new music finds. The day before, was doing a lot of research and also uh, having meetings. Like, I just had a lot more meetings on Tuesday. Right? And then Monday was music um, for most of the day. And then pretty much everything else is just very... Um, yeah, uh, I... what's that amoebus? <laughs> ame- uh, did, did that blob cell thing? That's like I, ame- my yeah, day. I know what you're talking about. 
Some See, like, I, like, I ask that because I get a lot of my, like, I break it up into active and passive creativity and the fact that, like, if I'm tasked with a goal or say I'm, like, mm-hmm. coding a, a different structure within a system, um, that is my active duty to be creative, to figure out how to actually yeah, get, you need to make get through that goal. Nothing. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, when I'm, you know, just riding my bike or, or running or, or lifting or whatever I'm doing, like classwork or something, and I spark an idea, even if it's not necessarily with the idea, that's that passive thing. And I've always felt that those kind of passive clicks uh, I see, I are see very, are more powerful than those active things. Because, like, mm-hmm. I think I was talking to Akash was like, I, I came up with like a random idea of, of a podcast where I would yeah. like break down like all of the things that I love and however random that Bro, they are you, and you just like talk Akash about them. How many times I've texted him the exact <laughs> moment after I finished meditating and go, Hey, we can do this, this, this. And I'll send him <laughs> seven texts in a row where he'll have to scroll to get all of the details and he won't see it until 12 because he works. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just like what is, I was talking to Akash before this, like the the, the recording started, where it's just like I randomly started to do. Wait, I literally a... did that today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, maybe like an hour before the meeting, or before this before this call right now. Like literally, I just sent like <laughs> I sent like six tests in a row, being like, "Hey, I have this idea. We could do this, this, and this." I can't stop thinking about this thing that was said the other day. And I was just in the meeting, so I was like, "Okay, I I, I saw it in the corner of my eye. I'm like, okay, I'll, I I know what." I know what happened. Yeah. I know Julian just had that moment. Cause yeah. he always starts it off the same way. He's like, Hey, Hey, or like, or like, um, you know, something like that with like all caps. And It'll be something like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Cause like, cause like I, I've had like my, like, in the red. like yeah, my I'm algorithms like, that I've designed, <laughs> my algorithms that I've like designed have always been like the best ones. We're just like, casually like watching tv or playing guitar or or something random and then just fires and i'm like all the synapses are in my brain are just like yeah. oh my god mm. and yeah. then i like write it down on a board and and okay yeah you you refine it but it's just like that's where it is my it, thing it, is i've realized i've really needed to make time to let my mind be empty because i used to have this problem of trying to fill up all of the empty time because my mind would get angsty so i'd fill it up watching cartoons or playing Warzone because i wanted to fill the time with something and do something like i didn't take actual breaks mm-hmm. like, i don't know if either of you have done this but I, I like i wouldn't take naps i wouldn't just if i felt kind of tired i'd be like oh i feel kind of tired i don't really want to work on something right now i'll just go play Warzone, or i'll just go watch a tv show and for me as soon as once I stop doing that and just let myself do nothing, really, yeah, it you actually feel rested on the other side of it. And for me, that's oh. made a huge difference of being able to come Dude, up with ideas and stuff. Sometimes I'll, in this chair, I'll randomly just it'll be it's incredibly random. I'll just sit, like I'll both be on the ground, you know, knees ninety degrees, make sure like nothing's tense or anything, and I'll like fold my arms or like I'll just like do this right for some reason. And I'll just sit there for like. 10 20 minutes if someone opens a door i'm not giving them any attention at all because i'm just so <laughs> in that mode but like as soon as that's over i open the door and i'm just like i feel like i just went to sleep and woke up for, for after like an eight hour rest see i just <laughs> like lay down on the floor like a weirdo that's, oh, that's honestly i'm like close to that point at this point 
Dude, especially I'm... on tile floor where you can get the nice cool. <laughs> it's so nice. I am I'm the opposite of both of you. Where <laughs> I I take in a lot of things and it's just whenever my brain works, I'm best when I'm inhaling a bunch of different things so that I can kind of draw inspiration from like literally everywhere. And I think like that was a big part of like why I think that like I've done since February a monthly playlist on Spotify of like mm-hmm. finding every kind of song and weird stuff and new releases and old stuff and whatever, just all the like greatest of the, my new songs that I found for the month, I put on a playlist and yeah. that like kind of is like the duality of my brain where it's, I'm always grabbing this kind of new, all these new senses and feelings and all that in order to actually create something and i'll look at the playlist at the end of the month and be like wow this kind of has an overarching feeling this has like its own kind of topic its own set of rules that it played against so you sub- and it's almost like a subconscious thing where it's just yeah. like your emotion throughout the month just kind of dictates the music that you pick it's like a musical journey yeah. kind of see the trend at the end of it mm-hmm. and so cool. and it's it's cool because then you, you see that there, but then it translates to like, for, for me, like I design also the, the cover art, the, the cover album for, mm-hmm. for all of them. So it's like going in and, and say like dribble of like going through all of the kind of different, you know, genres or graphic design kind of techniques. I'd go in and that draws a lot of inspiration and it fires yeah. and I create something that's new and different. And I would have never created it if it wasn't for, even if it's not related, but like looked at stuff or drew inspiration from somewhere else. I think it's so important to have something that you do on a daily basis that's creative and that you can see the trend of. Yeah. Whether it's talking on camera and like having like a vlog kind of thing or writing a journal. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I gravitate towards talking things out. Uh, During quarantine, I've been taking... I haven't done it for like actually a couple of weeks, but I've been taking basically vlogs, vlogs like I just not even vlogs like a video journal, mm-hmm. um, where I'm literally just talking to my camera. Like I have like they don't even get posted anywhere. They're just literally like a video journal in my phone. Um, and for me, I get I get to talk about so much, and sometimes I like I I word vomit. I don't let myself pause. I just keep word vomiting, and sometimes things will come out. And I was like, oh. I didn't. I didn't catch that in my conscious mind. I didn't. I didn't catch that I was actually upset about that, or I didn't catch how actually really cool that thing was. That was just like a little side thing that happened that I acknowledged for like five seconds. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit more introverted than you, just like a tad bit. Like I use Microsoft OneNote for that. Oh shit. Same type of purpose. Uh, the plus one. Of just. Yeah, there we go. It, it's it's also kind of random though. It's not really consistent whenever. I feel the need to it or want to do it. Yeah, I'll just open up a OneNote. I've been doing this for years, actually. It's I realize they really do it nice. in waves. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'll do it for like three weeks straight. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> or like two weeks straight. <laughs> or like one week straight. <laughs> yeah, or like one week straight, and then I'll take a couple weeks off. Mm-hmm. Like the video journals I was doing for like I did it two weeks, like every single day, and then I did it a couple like every other day and then i just didn't do one for like the last three weeks again that's where like i think that just like even if you do the journal in a different time period or you try to like find something creative that spices it up then 
like that's where I, I again I have that same mentality where I've been yeah. doing things and like that's why I think that miss this whole Spotify thing is just like kind of incredible because like other than truthable and and stuff the longevity that I've had on one set project yeah isn't is like insane I think so the thing for me is it's important to have a home base mm-hmm. of yeah. things that you just do yeah right mm-hmm. that aren't connected to your job or your projects or anything like for me it's new music finds like i do music new music finds yeah. every single week i do that um every week i go through all of the new music that gets released on friday look at new releases and the actual new music finds new music friday playlist on spotify all of the releases that are on the front page all of the releases that come in my discover weekly playlist all of the artists that i follow that might have released music if i especially if i hear someone release something because i follow so many artists when i hear somebody's releasing something i make a note to make sure that i listen to it on that friday uh and that for me is like even if it comes a little late like today i did it today on thursday i usually do it on monday but it's like something that's consistent like i always do it it's a home base that i can come to that is this is something i do yeah like I definitely have that with like graphic design because that's something that I picked up in high school and that and like soccer, but like that's yeah. a whole different kind of physical thing. But dra- graphic yeah. design is always something simple that it's just like just playing around either on pen or, or with pen mm-hmm. and pencil or online and in Photoshop or an illustrator. It's just something to like write random stuff, draw random stuff to like disconnect and like you said, home base to just have. Yeah. Anyway, I will be right back. Y'all can keep talking, but I got to go find my nail clipper. I have a thing that's hanging off. <laughs> oh, you can explain how to re- get back. Huh? <laughs> you can give like a quick 30-second uh, reason of like or explanation yeah. of, of that. Oh, yeah. I can <laughs> talk about that, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'll be right back. I'm keep talking. <laughs> All right. I feel like I do that with the way I do certain photography things. So, of course, mm-hmm. I'll do main photo shoots and things like that with people whenever they ask or I'll try to make time for it. But then sometimes I'll, recently, uh, what I've been doing is, if I think of some sort of creative vision that I have, or something that I can literally just imagine, I'll try to recreate that either in my room or just, mostly it's been in my room, and like I just try to use props and stuff like that. Yeah. So like last weekend I was like, okay, one of the things that was on my mind was, okay, I'm a, I'm a photographer, right? How are my social media profile pictures so just not on par with the actual posts? Like I know I can do better, so I, I'm going to do better. And then um, I went out that night with family. And when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm all dressed up. Well, not dressed up, but, you know, I'm not, be- like, wearing sweats and just a T-shirt. It's, like, an actual thought-out outfit. And um, I got the camera. I got this ring light that I have. Um, set up the laptop on my bed so that I can um, do self-timers and things like that. And I probably took, like, over 100 photos or maybe, like, maybe I'm exaggerating a little <laughs> but I don't know sometimes you, the pictures add up and I was just like okay I had this vision in my head I want to just have a good profile picture I did that as just like a release of you know creativity and I look back on them like almost three years later because I just wanted to take that take those photos and just get it out of my system and when I look back at them dude I was just like how you were talking about having those small creative moments first and then expanding on them later on and just having those like having those passive moments become active that's basically mm-hmm. what happened it, it was such a small thing to me in the moment 
and then now and especially yesterday i was as i was editing through them i was like these are some of the best pictures i've probably have taken of myself up to this date anyways yeah i think really, it's just like really cool it's just going upon raw like yeah. just passion and raw yeah. like mm-hmm. creativity and like when you refine it when you like actually go against it because there's so many ideas that i've always had where they just never come to fruition yeah. and again it ties back to the whole execution thing where all you have to do is actually just get into it and mm-hmm. do it because like that becomes some of your best work like i know i in like 2016 i went to portugal and for like a family trip and all that i was like okay i'm gonna vlog this stuff and when you look back at the work that was like done four years ago and now i have like i edit it to like a two hour two and a half hour long movie um you look back at it and just like this was incredible like i suffered through it there were like days there was like a day uh that i just did not want to film the backpack was really heavy the stuff was really heavy but then you look back at it and just like wow this was like really really incredible and it just came from like one little idea and just whole lot of execution mm-hmm. but it's just like some of the best work that i've ever, ever done with like photography slash videography julian yeah, we're I talking about how like is, uh, i think you know um, yeah i'm just gonna jump in on like what i heard <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> go for off it of, like the daily vlogging thing is and this is probably going to be unrelated to the actual core of the conversation that you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my friend dehan had a conversation a while back about how us as media he's a graphic designer he went to school for visual art and technology at stevens he and i had a conversation about how our goal essentially is to be in the public eye and be as have a have a brand as a creative right and what that means is like actually putting yourself out there and creating all of this content right and having this wherewithal to not be afraid of putting yourself out there of recording yourself and like being okay with doing that every day um and for me it's been it's for me it's not a natural tendency like i don't know what what it was about like for you Jaden, but for me it's not a natural tendency to consistently sit in front of a camera and talk about things that happen on a daily basis, make sure that I'm doing Instagram stories during the day, uh, doing check-ins with people. Uh, it didn't, I just didn't grow up in that kind of culture. Yeah. So it's been one learning how to do that, but also when you do that, you get this, you not only show yourself to show other people how you grow. You also have a very, easy way to look back at the growth that you've had Mm -hmm. that's true and for me it's just it i love being able to look back at the the growth that i've had not even in just the conversation like how i'm talking but also even in just how the content's being put together it's like a little bit of physical proof that over time progress compounds right and you know, learning, getting comfortable talking consistently. Part of the reason why I do the video journal is because that wasn't natural for me, because I wanted to get better at it, because I wanted to be able to talk on camera or talk in a podcast like this with y'all and be able to put it out and be confident about it. Mm-hmm. 
and making it a part of the routine that I was doing on a daily basis. Because I could write, but then that would just let me feed into me being quiet, which isn't, isn't what I want to be, mm-hmm. right? If that's if you enjoy being quieter, you enjoy like focusing on writing, that's fine. But that wasn't the goal that I had for myself. So I needed to do the little things to work towards the different goal that I had rather than where Ooh. it was. I'm so glad I, I used to make YouTube videos back in the day because back I say back in the day, this is like <laughs> a year and a half ago. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking about freaking middle school. No, no, no. So like, I think through doing that, I've become a lot more comfortable just talking in a recorded setting, whether it's through something like this or, yeah, um, this is like the combination, you know, having the audio and the video being recorded. Like, yeah. It's almost like no tension at all. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, of course, get nervous here and there, but from that day one when I first did it to now, it's just yeah. a game changer. Like, I can I think stare at different... into the camera and not really feel anything anymore. I think it's a little different even now because now it's like, we're on this Zoom call. Yeah. We're not with people. We're not around people. When you're around people, it's a very different type of energy to mm-hmm. get on camera yep. and record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's you're in the studio recording on the podcast and that's you all literally just came to record that thing or you're in public and then you need to be okay with yourself pulling out a camera in a place where literally nobody else has out a yeah. camera. <laughs> that dude, literally nobody me, I else exactly is sitting there making faces exactly and talking to this black square yep. or <laughs> this, this big giant circle probably, <laughs> right? And you just need to be like, it doesn't matter. Fuck yep. everybody else. Yeah. That shit ain't me. Mm-hmm. That's what I literally had to say in my head just to rationalize it for myself and to get more comfortable with it especially like, at a place like Stevens where everybody's so think. like no I just want to put my head down and I want to do my calculus homework <laughs> <laughs> you know a cool thing actually happened where people would come up to me and like actually ask me about it like oh what are you recording for is this going to be uploaded somewhere it was actually and a weird thing, you conversation build this starter. thing up of what's going to happen in your yeah. head and it mm-hmm. never fucking exactly. happens no. and the every single thing especially is that when I was doing want the... to be recorded Especially when I started like the rest of my life thing on my Instagram, mm-hmm. I would just pass people and they'd be like, yo, I saw you, your video this week. That's like super cool. I love what you're doing. Like it really. And the best part was when people would come up to me and say, hey, um, you know, you talked about the journal thing that you do every day. Uh, that really helped me because I've been thinking about doing a journal in the same way. And I've been wondering like what I could do to, you know, try and be a little bit more grateful or like kind of get out of this funk I've been in. And I started doing the thing that you were talking about that helped you and it helped me. That thing yeah. is probably like nothing can beat that where you're helping someone directly and yeah. your content influences them in a positive way like that. Yeah. Whenever somebody goes, what you did helped me, mm-hmm. especially when it's like the, the one thing that you're like, you shouldn't do this. Especially those. When you're talking about the thing that you're like, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. Maybe this is sharing a little bit too much. No one's going to care about if I talk about, you know, the journal that I did or, you know, me being really sad this week. Yeah, I think, like, I guess I'll do it. But, like, you know, I'm really open about, like, my whole mom situation with, you know, her battling cancer. And, like, being open about that has allowed me to have a lot of those feelings with others where they open up because I'm so used to opening up 
and yeah. and like that's such an incredible feeling because like i'm i you know i've been dealing with my whole life like i know how to deal with that kind of emotions and some people just may have that a little bit deeper in their in their in their selves and the fact yeah. that like i can be the person that allows them to think about it more be more positive about it certain situations of like dealing with cancer with family members like that just makes me so happy because ultimately that's what i want like i you got to be positive about situations especially like cancer and all that stuff so like that's with you or like that feels the best when you can like when someone comes up to you and be like you you you've helped me so much dealing with a certain yeah. situation and it's it's weird because it's it's almost like the economy is the more the only way to be inspirational is to be vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah yep and like even dealing with a story is not up it is ups and downs and it's all about you know the story is only as good as how like low your hero has gone from yeah so it's like that range you need the range yeah and like that's really important is just having vulnerability I, i know like that's something that i've been really like trying to get into and sig app has allowed me to do a lot more and um and that's something that i've always had in my entire life especially through high school where i just like shut that off and was not vulnerable and like through college that's just been a huge thing where i've been a lot more vulnerable and it's helped not only like me out 100 percent or like a hundredfold but it's allowed me to also help others and that's helped me even more so it's like it only helps yeah and i think for me another big thing has been i've been kicking myself because i haven't been doing so many youtube videos and uh not youtube instagram videos and actually talking on camera and stuff lately i haven't been doing it as much and i've been kind of kicking myself it's like you started this so you could share every day so you can show them the full ups and downs and when you take out that white space it loses power yeah you need the full story because mm-hmm. it's it, it's almost like you it's cool that yeah we're seeing you know everything every single day this kind of one-upsmanship of it's going better it's getting better it's getting better but there's reality where you know ultimately you're more powerful if you can show that you're just a regular person that still has things going on like i know that like a lot of vlog channels a lot of like reality tv especially has where it's like you're only seeing that upward trajectory and you're missing all of this raw emotion that yeah. is really impactful yeah. about the day-to-day life that we actually live yeah it, for me it's i've learned a lot of like if you don't want to talk about something it's probably the thing you should talk about mm-hmm. yeah because not only is it probably the thing that you need to talk about yeah for you but it is probably the thing that will also be most useful for other people yeah crazy stuff man mm-hmm. all right so shooting all the way back to the schedule to <laughs> <laughs> go full circle yeah going back to time like where's the time gone what's the what's the macro of your day look like like we talked about like that first macro. morning and getting it started but like what is the 
what's like the macro kind of look for your day? Do you is do you break it into blocks? Like what what would the blocks be if you broke it up? Yeah, so a lot of it is broken down into blocks. Um so obviously like everything is kind of arranged around my actual class schedule. Um but like either in between or afterwards, like I'm really good where after like two o'clock every day, it's just free time essentially. Okay. Um and like to clarify, usually I break PM, right? 2 p.m. EST. Cool. You never uh, know with these college students. Yeah. yeah um, honestly, yeah. You're not... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really, like, either 30 or, like, 45 or sometimes an hour based off, like, the workload, I'll then allocate time for classes. And mm-hmm. that's, even if, like, the assignment is, like, say, 20 minutes long and I have, like, 40 minutes for allocated for it, it allows me to, like, then go a little bit above and beyond and like work on studying a little bit more or finding something else in that subject. Um, And then I usually kind of cap the day off with a lot of, a lot of coding and just, you kind of have to shift your brain from school into like actual work um, because I'm a full-time student and a full-time employee. Um, So it's like a bit of both. I sleep at really bad hours and that's why like, some you know i wake up at like 8 a.m is like est is uh is not like a super super early or super super late time but like yeah when i was like at school always like before truthful got you know a lot of traction i was waking up at like 6 a.m so what's the sleep time look like i'm pushing it back a lot more it's usually around like one o'clock like 1 a.m um and like like seven hours yeah, like I, I know that if I don't get like seven hours consistently or like, you know, of course I can do like a 3 a.m. And then sometimes I'll do like, I'm really tired. I'll do like a 12 o'clock or, you know, like yeah. 1130. But as long as you're kind of getting that sleep that you need, it will progress yourself. Like you need that or else you cannot be actually executing yeah. on the things that you need to execute on. Yeah, I think it was Jeff Bezos had a conversation at one point. It was like, not getting eight hours of sleep is the stupidest thing I can do. Yeah. And that's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. If he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that's why, you know, I, I do things and I, I block things out. And ultimately the only like hard stuff is, Hey, you need to index and you need to go to sleep. Uh, Cause yeah. you'll wake up. You'll, the body will, will wake up when it needs to wake up. Like again, so like today I woke up at seven o'clock again, usually waking up at eight, but today was seven. So I was just like, okay, I'm ready. I'm good to go. Um, and it's just allowing yourself to actually be, you know, going through your day and getting through and executing other things that you need to do. Your work blocks. How long are they usually like, how much time will you block out to like work in a adjacent amount of time? So for, for school, I usually only keep it like an hour. Um, for coding, I like to keep them a lot longer. I know like weekends, I spend like, I could, some weekends I usually put like a six hour straight block. Uh, yeah. Um, and like, it's just a time where there, there's obviously sections of like, I'm in between functions or in, in between classes or certain subsystems where I can just take a break. Um, but of course, like when you're into it, 
I think that it's just more beneficial to just go through and make sure you're fulfilling your work because your headspace is there. And then when you have a time that you know you can step away, hey, let's step away now. And say like, I'm not a huge fan of doing overtime and like that kind of stuff because I think that's detrimental at the end of the day. Um, But just fulfilling your work and being able to step away from it and say you have like 30 or 40 minutes, like I've done like five hours, say I I block out six hours, I've done five hours of coding and I've successfully done a lot of stuff today. And I look at it like I have an hour left, but I've done so much that I can relax a little bit more. I've done what I need to do because if I get into something else, it's not going to be just an hour. It's going to be longer. I'm very much of the headspace. Like I need anything major that I do two hours at minimum. Cause I know a 20 minutes off the top is going straight to getting into the, and getting into the zone, getting into that semi flow state kind of like, all right, this is what I'm thinking about now. My brain has understood it is on the train tracks and it is chugging along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like all the zoom calls that me and Julian have first 10 minutes automatically. We dedicated just us just talking about things that are on our mind or things that are bothering us things that yeah. we enjoyed doing that day or something that came up like anything yeah just like smooth into that transition of doing what we and actually using the do. reading as an example for me that's kind of why it's hard to read just one page because i need literally before i start reading i need to do this thing where it's like all right i'm reading now read hmm. but my brain won't like if i especially if i don't take two minutes before i start reading my brain doesn't actually register everything that i read my brain needs to like get the lawnmower going, just get it, get it chugging along. And once it starts consistent, then everything that I'm reading, it's like my brain is in that mode of, in that state mm. of mind. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm different. Like I can quickly get into things. It's just when I then deviate and start going into like merging tasks is when yeah. it can be a little bit scary, but I'm pretty like adept at of being volatile and, switching from things um for me it's like i it's really easy for me to go down like a rabbit hole like so Mm. many times i will take maybe i go on instagram to like post one thing and i'll just end up down a rabbit hole of researching something that i noticed while i was on there right so for most of the blocks that i set time for i create like this little frame of this is everything and the only thing that you're doing right now like if I go to music, every other program closed. My la- my phone only comes out if I'm doing music app stuff. I don't check messages. It's on do not disturb. The lights go off and it's literally like it's pretty much the same light that I have now. It's like studio lighting. Like everything is this box made for you to only focus on this. And I need to do that in order to make sure that I'm actually giving 100% to the thing that I'm working on. A lot of long time I was in denial of that. Because that's also interesting is like the way that my life is set up and the facts that like I have so much in like the things that I need to do. There's often times where I I need to be very flexible. Um, So that's kind of interesting that you like have to only get into a certain zone because like I feel in my life that would just not work because there is like 
uh, right before this, I had to be flexible in the fact that I pushed my office hours for being a TA um, a little bit differently so that I could do this and work yeah. around and, and do and change all these kind of crazy things. And if I wasn't able to be dynamic, able to be volatile and just switch around and still be in a good mind space for it all, um, I wouldn't be as successful or I wouldn't be as optimized as doing my tasks as like I, I am now. For me, it's the complete opposite. I needed to dumb down to like the, the core of everything and every, each thing that I do. This is specifically why for me, I have three focuses of my entire life. There's three. There's art, and uh, there's art. There's the businesses that I'm starting up, the music, and then there's uh, and there's just me health wise. That's it. That's fucking everything. Personal life, music, business. That's everything. And I will probably be tacking on a fourth one very soon. Hopefully, very soon. Um with a job, right? Because I need to start actually have a decent thing of getting money. Gotta do that. Uh until a lot of these things gain traction and I can just rely on the income that's coming from this, right? Uh not even just this, but the the music company I'm working on, Sty. Uh, until that has its own traction, like I need to get a job and that's probably going to be another one. So it's literally job, music, sty and other creative business stuff and then personal life mm -hmm. anything more than that i'm chipping away at my ability to be a hundred percent in anything mm. and i for a long time i was like oh yeah i can multitask i can do all of this but then i realized like that was never where i excelled at i excelled at things where i could focus for long periods of time when i did olympic target shooting it was i was just focusing on a black dot for hours at a time when I was doing percussion, I was literally going to 12 hours of rehearsal a day, working on one little four bar, 30 second thing for an hour, right? And for me, it's very much, I need to, I need to zoom in. I need to zoom in. If I don't zoom in, I'm doing everything in, uh, injustice. I'm trying to figure out like where I stand with you, like after you guys are talking about this. I'm probably somewhere in the middle where I need to have, um, where actually I, 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 sometimes I get into either one of those moods, um, especially sometimes with photo editing and just even like editing certain videos, which can, you know, honestly can take all day depending on how, like the, the breadth of the project. Um, but some certain photo shoots can take, you know, a couple of hours depending on how many photos I did and how many locations we were at and even just sorting through them in the beginning, right? That's like one whole wave of it, just picking out all the good ones and deleting all the bad ones if something was blurry stuff like that and what I'll do is like I'll just put on music in the background and then two hours later I'm like where where did those two hours go it's just I was so in that zone that I didn't even realize that time was going yeah. by but that's how you know you like what you do and I don't know that's I think a, it's that and a cool feeling. the fact that it's actually engaging yeah mm -hmm. right it's very dynamic like each photo is a little bit different and yeah. it's just it's just cool to see like the final product kind of come as you move the little sliders on Lightroom and yeah. you know you see the image come to life personally I really believe that feeling. just about everybody is like is that kind of you need time to get in the zone mm -hmm. like you need 
time to actually get into a flow state and actually be giving 100% of what you can to mm -hmm. a thing. Uh, personally, that's just what I believe is like that applies to everybody, like off the bat. Uh, the other thing that I... Although I also believe that most people have never actually experienced that kind of flow state. So what they think is 100% is probably only their 70%. And I think that happens to a lot of people where they never actually experience 100% engagement, but they never actually experience being 100% on something without having some kind of layer of distraction or some other thought. It's hard. It's, it's mm -hmm. also not something you can really describe. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, flow state is as... Is, is accurate as you'll get with that yeah because that's what it is you feel like no time is going by and you're just so zoned in that everything around you almost becomes black and like whatever you're looking at is just the main focus like it's it's like tunnel vision yeah but in a good way yeah man. that's important to get into that have something that puts you there yep we gotta start wrapping this up soon. Yeah, it's been I was like, looking at the time. And I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" <laughs> did not realize. I noticed. Did, okay, did you no just check the clock? Yeah. One of the biggest <laughs> indicators was how I noticed like my the background getting dimmer. And oh dimmer. my god! <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I was noticing. I was like, "Why is?" Yeah. Did you realize your windows black, Jaden? <laughs> yeah, I, it was, was out sunny black. out. <laughs> my my AirPod just died. My right one. So <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, is there anything else you want? To, did you want to talk about Truthable at all? You haven't really talked about it much. I don't know. I guess so. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, so I am a CEO and founder of a company called Truthable Inc. Um, pretty much the whole kind of piece and, and thing that kind of mission is to give people the peace of mind and just like having the information that they receive is like actually true. Um, so I have an app uh, called Truthable on the App Store on, you know, iOS and Android um, 1.1 just came out, but um, I'm not actually like broadcasting and marketing that too much while we get some more internal things dealing with it. But hey, it's it's up and we're just constantly trying to get as good as it can be doing a lot of um, uh, AI and, and machine learning uh, like classes right now to just up my game. Mm -hmm. And it's been a lot. But you know, again, it's it's the same thing where you have that passion towards something and, and you see those like six hour blocks of time and you're like, this is insane. But then you do it and you're like five hours of coding just happened. How did that yeah. like what? And again, like I, I am incredibly passionate. I'm incredibly grateful that my life has kind of had this opportunity to do something that like nobody gets to do. I, I mean, like two years ago, I was just like, the only people that start companies when they're in high school is like Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and like uh, Sergey Brin and Larry, you know, and all that kind of like these upper echelon of people. And then you look at it and like, I was 19 when I started Truthable and yeah. it's insane how we, I'm in that situation. I think the um, other part is we conflate all of the people that get really big because we don't hear any of the the middle yeah. stories yeah there's so many people that start companies in high school but like no one talks about it 
mm-hmm. as yeah. it being a normal thing. Um, although there are places that it is. Um, and again, like, it, it still ties in where, like, I understand going into it. 99% of startups fail. Um, I go into it knowing failure is necessary. And, like, that's a big thing that I've seen in people uh, that are in, like, the Launchpad programs and, like, iSTEM program that kind of has been able to try to start companies where I'm, like, a completely different mindset. And, like, I understand that this might not go anywhere. And I think but, the other part is that entrepreneurship is a career. Like, mm-hmm. it's its own yeah. career. It, it's it's and not like, something you can study for. You have to, like... Go out there. You study by doing it. It's like there's a career where there's people who make sixty thousand dollars a year doing it. There's people that make millions of dollars a year doing it. Like there's a whole there's still a spectrum. It's not do completely do or die. It's not millions. And that's why Yeah. Yeah, like that's why I also like I said it previously where I don't care if Truthful's a billion dollar public company or literally a hundred dollars and I have to just like dissolve it in in like two years. It's the stuff that I've learned. The stuff that, like, I've I've talked to a lot of really really high up people that and connections that I've gotten that I would have never have gotten if I was in this experience, and it's all just taking in that stuff and applying it in a in a bigger thing. And it's just like you know that was also a reason why I really want to get a, my doctorate is like I see myself not like yeah of course I would love to do truthable for the rest of my life, but being realistic it's like i'd love to be a researcher i'd love to be a professor teaching and helping others because that's what truthful is it is trying to create stuff so that i can help others but do, do you see yourself doing like entrepreneurship past truthable i don't know it, or is it, it just a truthable thing entrepreneurship is is like you said it's crazy because you can be like this insane entrepreneur or you can be in like the trying to get grasp at, at little straws. Um, and like, I've been, we've been like trying to get almost groomed in a sense of like trying to figure out how to get VCs and how they operate. And like, I personally don't necessarily like it, but I see myself as the one that teaches and has a supportive role of being a mentor of, this is what I've done. This is what I've seen of case studies of other things happening. How can you actually get better? How can you drive yourself to try to grasp at that upper echelon of an entrepreneurship? I've always, I've always enjoyed more to help others than it is for that monetary gain for that being the best of the best. Like I am happy to sit idly by if my work propels others and I might not get as much notice as everyone else. So I feel like, like from how you're talking, I feel like you're a very like venture capital minded person, not like a loan shark, but actually somebody who goes and mentors companies with Mm -hmm. the experience that they've had. Yeah. And like, that's, that's why like I'm really trying to see if we can add an incubator and toward into Stevens and create something where, the students actually are able that have gone through and tried to make their own companies and give them, uh, give others that kind of knowledge in order to hopefully get even better. Because I know for me, it's just like, Hey, if you're going to do well, 
and you're going to go better than me. Like I want to, I like, I want to be in there to help you spur on that fire. Like I'm not going to be the person that's like, I wish that's happened to me. Like, of course, internally, you're always going to have that. That's just human. Mm -hmm. But I still find it. And I have that insane, like, passion towards helping others and that gives me so much happiness in life of being able to then take my knowledge and take all of the lessons I've learned and give it to people and again like that's truthable it is sharing knowledge and making sure that that information can be given correctly here's one thing I want to put out there I feel like people have this misconception about business and money. Mm. And I feel like this might apply to you, Jaden, but I'm not 100% sure that this applies to you. I feel like the misconception is that riches and giving back aren't correlated. Yeah. Money and happiness are not equal. That's just not it. No. I think it... like. Not necessarily. Here's the part. Interesting. Money is just... I'm correct in saying money is just a physical representation of value. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if that is a fact, the only way you get money is by bringing value to other people. I'm not sure what I, what you're getting on i don't know so the i feel like a lot of people have this misconception that being rich is you need to trample on other people to get money yeah and like that what they want to do is like people there's so many people who say like yeah i just want to give back i want to bring value to people and it's like i don't want the money mm -hmm. hmm. yeah i hear that a lot money is the value though so that's true give value to people you need the like a the money's going to come to you because you're giving value to other people and people give value for value period yeah. yeah that's just one thing second is the more money you actually bring in the more value you'd get to other people and the more money you bring in the more value you can actually continue to give to other people because i mean if you boil it down a business is literally just money in equals money out um, and if you can provide a service or whatever value and people bring in money, you should be making more out of it. Yeah. And I think the whole thing is like, it's not even just money in money out. It's value out money. in. Yeah. And, and, and just taking that money to bring, to give value to other it, money is just a holding okay. place for value. Yeah. I think I know what you mean. It's not, they're not like, they're not mutually exclusive. It's like you need one. Yeah. And the other one will come as like a byproduct of it. Yeah, they're corollary. Yeah. Like they they mm -hmm. first of all they grow together and second of all it's like so many people talk about like oh I want to give back and I want to bring value but I don't want the money. Or like mm -hmm. they talk about money as this bad thing. It's like that's the thing that gives you power to help more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely, 100% cuz like even now we're trying to raise funds for iStem so that we can propel more people in the future to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Money has to occur. Like it, it is a, that's why I said like not inherently like money equals happiness because you have to proposition that money 
in a position that will make you happy. Exactly. It's like yeah. you can't buy happiness, but you can buy yourself time to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a, I feel like that's a very important decision. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think this conversation has been super great so far. Uh, yeah. Jaden, before we get out of here, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at 26Jaden. Um, I am also on Truth or on Instagram with Truthable at Truthable. Um, those are pretty much the two big platforms that I use, and that's pretty much it. All right, you heard awesome. it here. Go hit him up on Instagram, DM him, tell him how awesome he is and how awesome this conversation was. And if you got anything out of this, definitely hit us up at JRemyHDZ for me and uh, Akash. At Akash Rana. Um, I did that because I wanted an original username without any numbers. So that's what Instagram had available at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So go definitely hit us up. If you got something out of this, please share. We love trying to bring as much value as we can. We have these conversations. Be as honest as possible so you can get something out of this so we can share the things that we've learned like Jaden was talking about we want to bring value to the people and use our ability to be vulnerable to serve as an inspiration to help other people grow as well because we know we had people that we looked up to and we just want to pay for them so thanks for rocking with us and uh, we'll see you next time peace y'all